0: Hello and welcome back to One Conversation, the podcast where we believe one conversation can change a life. My name is Lisa. And before we get started with today's episode, make sure if you're not already subscribed to the podcast, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. That way you are notified when new episodes come out. And also, if you have a minute, if you could please rate our podcast, it helps spread our message a little bit further. So let me start with a question. Have you ever been in a relationship where you do all you can to show your partner you love and care for them, but at the end of the day, they just don't feel like you appreciate them? If you've ever been confused or thinking, how doesn't my partner feel the love I'm trying to share? This might be because you're not speaking their love language. Everyone gives and receives love differently. Today, I'm going to share some information on how we can deepen our romantic relationships and have a better understanding of ourselves and our partners. So we're going to be discussing the five love languages. This is an extremely effective tool to strengthen healthy relationships and reciprocate love and appreciation on a more meaningful level. Whether you're casually dating in a new relationship, long term, or even marriage, If this is something you haven't previously known or considered, it will be extremely beneficial for you to figure out the love languages of both yourself and your partner. Now, I will say that before I truly knew about love languages, there were so many moments of confusion in relationships as I was showing love for my partner in in ways that I thought worked, ways that I truly felt loved. And was getting confused like why isn't this working why don't they feel that appreciation i'm doing all of the right things alas just was not speaking their love language the five love languages was created and developed by pastor and author dr gary chapman i'm going to link his book below along with some other information you can check out to gain more knowledge also i did just want to point out that the original concept and literature on this topic was developed using heteronormative relationship examples or straight cisgendered relationships. But regardless, this information can absolutely be used in any relationship dynamic, regardless of gender identity, gender expression, or sexual orientation. But I did just want to make that clear for anyone who may be interested in the book, since that is the way traditionally that literature is presented. But let's dive in. What are the five love languages? So we're going to discuss each one, give some examples of what they can look or sound like, and also talk about some things to avoid for each love language. The first love language, words of affirmation. This is expressing love through words, encouraging, validating, complimenting, and being an empathetic communicator who actively listens to their partner. So if this is your love language, then getting complimented, hearing you're loved, or being reminded of the reasons why your partner loves to be with you, these are all going to be extremely meaningful to you. Some examples for how this can look in a relationship are first, complimenting your partner. So maybe it's complimenting their actions, like, you did such a good job with dinner, it was incredible, or I love the way you handled that situation. And of course, you could also compliment their looks, you know, the old, you look so handsome, you look so beautiful, you looked great in that outfit. Really, any genuine compliment will be very well received. Next, telling your partner how much you love them. If you're someone that isn't always comfortable expressing yourself verbally, then even if it's through a handwritten note or a text, Or maybe you're musically inclined and write a song about your love for this person. The last example can be encouraging your partner. So telling them you're proud of them, recognizing something they've done well, or letting them know that you have their back. These are all wonderful ways to express your encouragement. So here are some things to look out for. So if this is your partner we're talking about, their love language is words of affirmation, Try to avoid, first and foremost, insults or being careless with your words. I think that's good rule of thumb in any relationship dynamic, but particularly for someone who identifies with this love language. Also, criticism of any kind can be very impactful, or giving them the cold shoulder, or having a lack of communication with them. It's not going to go well. The next love language is quality time. And this means uninterrupted, no distractions, one-on-one time with a partner. It's really not about the quantity, it's all about the quality. This doesn't mean you have to do something extravagant or go on an expensive vacation to get away. It comes down to simply being present with them, even if that's for a small window of time during the day. So this can look like perhaps reserving time in your schedule for your partner, such as maybe having coffee or tea together in the morning, planning a date night. And this becomes especially important, right? If there's kids in the mix, uh, you want to make sure that you're planning time, right? Just for the two of you to reconnect. Or even taking a walk in the evening to just connect and, and be with one another. Another example is turning off electronics when spending time together. That way there's no calls, emails, or texts interrupting. And the last example is actively listening. This lets your partner know that you are present with them and that they are important enough to you to devote that time and truly listen. So make sure that if your partner expresses their love language as quality time, try to avoid first and foremost, not actively listening or making eye contact when speaking with them. Avoid being dependent on devices, So yeah, if you're not expecting a really important call or text, try to put it away. And lastly, avoid always making group hangouts instead of having that occasional one-on-one time. Now I will say it's good to spend time with other people, to go out with friends, to have other connections and relationships, but if this is a consistent thing where the two of you just never spend time alone, try to prioritize that, right? Make a special occasion for just the two of you. The third love language is receiving gifts. So for this type gifts indicate love and affection, but it's not always about material items. It's really about the thoughtfulness and the effort. Often someone with this type will be delighted over even a small gift, mainly because it makes them feel like their partner really knows and understands them and the thought that they put into the gift that makes them feel so appreciated. So because gift giving is pretty self-explanatory, here's just some tips or ideas if your partner does have this as their love language. First and foremost, you can keep a list of even small ideas or just thoughts for gifts. Often our partners will bring something up at a random time or mention something they want or something they like. And if we keep a list of these things they mentioned, not only will shopping for the next holiday or occasion be a lot easier, But they'll be enamored with the fact that yeah, you were listening that you remembered. This goes a really long way. I actually say this personally, my partner now he's incredible. And really early on in our relationship, um, there was one point where he mentioned to me, I think it was after my birthday, the first birthday that we spent together. And he said, Well, yeah, actually, I remember that, you know, because I wrote it down, it was part of my list. And I was like, What list? And he shared with me that, you know, as I was mentioning things or, you know, especially when we were kind of getting to know each other, figuring me out, things I liked, he started making a list in his notes in his phone. And I thought that was the absolute sweetest thing in the world. I had never had that with another partner. Just the thoughtfulness behind that was so special and so meaningful for me. Another tip or example can be small mementos or photos from special moments together. Maybe you took that trip and you've had all those photos in your camera reel on your phone. So maybe even printing one of those out and getting a a cute little frame to put it in. Another example is surprising them with their favorite snack when they get home. That way they walk in the door and have that favorite treat ready for them. And lastly, even hand making a card for a birthday, holiday, or anniversary, it doesn't have to be extravagant, you don't have to be artistically inclined, just the thought and the effort that went into you hand making something to give to them like that can make them feel extremely appreciated. So if your partner has this love language type, try to avoid lazy gifts that don't quite associate with them. So especially, yeah, if you're maybe someone that does go shopping last minute or gets stressed about gift giving, again, refer back to that list making, right, kind of having ideas and especially avoid forgetting events that usually involve gifts. This is a huge no-no. And I know I'm the type of person, I struggle to remember dates, the older I get, the worse it gets. So at this point, I mean, I have everyone's birthdays, any special days, events in my calendar, in my phone, with a reminder, with an alarm. That way, I'm not just relying on my memory, which again, I know can't really be relied upon when it comes to dates and things like that just makes it a lot easier, right? So we don't drop the ball in that way. Because again, forgetting events like that for someone whose love language is receiving gifts, that's going to be very, very hurtful for them. The next love language is acts of service. So this means doing things to ease your partner's workload, make their day easier, even just small actions or favors. And it's not necessarily about the chore or action itself, it's really the message behind it. When someone has this love language type, their partner doing something for them really reiterates that they love and care, and they will appreciate and notice even the little things that are done. So some examples of acts of service can be preparing a meal for your partner if they are stressed or had a long, hard day at work. Maybe doing household chores such as the dishes, vacuuming, laundry, even if you're doing them together. That way the burden doesn't just fall on your partner. It can also look like starting their car for them in the morning to warm up. And if it's winter, maybe, yeah, clearing the snow and the ice off the windshield for them. Doing breakfast in bed is another great idea. Or even something as simple as gathering their belongings in the morning, like their keys, their wallet, their bag. That way they're just ready to kind of walk out that door and don't have to do those additional things. For this love language type, make sure to avoid laziness or putting the responsibility all on your partner avoid broken promises so if you say you're going to take care of something make sure you do especially if your partner asked you to do something such as clean the garage take care of the laundry whatever it is if you break those promises or if you just don't get around to doing it this might really make your partner feel unimportant The last love language type is physical touch. Some partners really value physical touch above all else. And this is about nonverbal messages using body language and touch to express love. And this doesn't just mean sexual, physical intimacy. There's a wide spectrum of actions outside of that sexual contact. And this is really important as well to talk to your partner about just to make sure you're both on the same page in regards to things like PDA and what you both find appropriate in certain situations. If this is your partner's love language and maybe you're not a very touchy person, then those conversations on your boundaries, first and foremost, will be crucial to make sure you're giving your partner what they need. Meanwhile, you're both comfortable. Even a little bit of comfortable physical contact will remind your partner that you see them and value their company. So this can look like holding hands, cuddling up together, putting your arm around them, or maybe just placing your hand on their back, maybe giving your partner a massage, or even putting your hand on their hand or their leg while you're talking. For this type, just make sure that you are avoiding being neglectful of physical contact. Again, it's understandable that maybe there's one partner in the relationship that's not quite as touchy, but finding ways that you are comfortable expressing that and not being avoidant because not receiving any physical touch is going to be extremely detrimental for someone with this love language type. So, how do you figure out what your love language is? First, You can just kind of think about what impacts you most in relationships, as well as what you feel is lacking in relationships. And I will say, too, if you're not in a relationship right now, maybe, yeah, you can even think back on other relationships you've had, right? What did your partner do that made you feel really special? What were things you wish they did more of or wish they did in general? Start to consider what makes me feel the most appreciated. If you can point out to yourself that words of affirmation make a bigger impression than the gifts that you may be getting, then you can kind of start to hone in on what you're looking for. And also, some people may find they identify with multiple love languages. That's totally fine. That's completely normal. And you perhaps have one that's more dominant than the other types. So you can actually take quizzes online to figure out your love language or your dominant love language. I do have one linked below, so I encourage you to go check that out, figure out for yourself. Or you can also purchase the book and evaluate through the exercises provided. Um, I have read that book before, it's pretty incredible, and it will go through, I mean, lists of questionnaires that you can kind of do fill out throughout the book itself to help you get a better understanding of your love language. So when finding out our partner's love language, first and foremost, you can ask them. Perhaps they already know or maybe have a good idea of what language speaks to them the most. If not, then this is something great to explore together. Perhaps the two of you can take the quiz online or go through the book or even re-listen to this episode together to start getting an idea. An important note also is that it's totally fine if you have a different love language than your partner. It may require more thought, there may be more misunderstandings along the way, but communication is really key in that situation. Just keep doing your best to explore ways to speak their love language in a way that's genuine and comfortable for you Your partner will most likely recognize and appreciate more that, yeah, you're showing up. You're giving it your best effort. That'll show them that they're worth it to you. And also, don't be afraid to tell each other. If you can recognize some ways that they can show it to you, maybe tell them, yeah, I love when you hold my hand, or I cherish when we sit and just talk together. Let them know those little ways they can show that to you. That way there's no guesswork. If your partner loves and cares for you, they'll most likely be happy and at ease to know exactly what you're looking for. One last important note to think about though, just make sure you're not pressuring each other or putting strain on the relationship using this information. If your partner's still navigating how to speak your love language, try and give them patience and grace along the way. There's most likely just going to be that learning curve, right? Again, especially if some of these love languages you have are things that they're not the most comfortable with or they're not the best at. Just spend that time, continue to work together, and continue to communicate. You both deserve that. So what we're going to do now is a little self-love guided meditation. I thought that would be a great way to round out this conversation. If you are available to take on a meditation, I encourage you to just get into a comfortable position wherever you're at. If you want to sit, if you want to lie down, do what feels best for you. Get yourself settled wherever you're at. And once you're settled, close your eyes or find a spot in the room to stare off into. I want you to simply start by tuning in to your breath. Notice your breath without trying to change it. And notice also if you feel tense or relaxed without trying to change that either. Right now, it's just about noticing where we're at. Now I want you to start Inhaling deeply through your nose and deep exhales through your mouth. Continue to take full, deep breaths in through your nose and out through your mouth. As you breathe, become aware of the state of your body and the quality of your mind. Where is your body holding tension? Do you feel closed off or shut down? Where is your mind? Is it wandering or is it at home within the breath? Is your mind at ease or filled with restlessness, negativity, or worry? Gently place both hands over your heart as you continue to inhale through your nose and exhale through your mouth. Let your breath become more smooth and effortless. Feel the flow of air moving into your lungs and then back out into the world. Feel the rise and fall of your chest With each inhale and exhale. With each exhale, imagine you're releasing any negative thoughts that may be lingering. On each inhale, think I am worthy. And on each exhale, think I am enough. Let each inhale draw in self-love and each exhale release what is no longer serving you. Take a few breaths, reciting this mantra internally. I am worthy, I am enough. And notice how you feel as you say those words to yourself. Now, I want you to visualize yourself standing in front of a mirror, looking into your own eyes. What do you see? Sadness? Pain? Joy? Love? Neutrality? Regardless of what appears in this reflection, tell yourself, I love you. Tell yourself, You are worthy of happiness. Let this loving warmth permeate you from your heart center, filling the rest of your body. Know that this sensation and this feeling of self-love is always available for you when you need it. Take one last deep breath in, really fill your lungs, hold your breath, and exhale. At this time, you can go back to your normal breathing. Know that you can refer back to this practice whenever you need to create a loving space for yourself. And just continue to wake your body up slowly Take a little stretch, move around in your seat, whatever you can to just bring yourself back into the room. And I hope you all enjoyed that little moment of self-love and reflection. I just want to remind everyone that we all feel love differently, and we all deserve love and respect in our relationships. Continue to communicate with your partner, not only your love languages, but what respect means to you, what your boundaries are, what your goals and aspirations for the future look like. The better understanding you have of yourself as well as your partner, this is going to create deeper and more meaningful relationships. So go ahead and check out the resources below to take the quiz, purchase the book, or just learn more about the love languages online. I really hope that this provided some insight to all the listeners out there. I want to thank you for listening in, and I hope you will join us for our next conversation.